0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast.
1: I meat stop singer, toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three. Specialist Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it 5-4. Goodbye baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back
2: to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now,
0: here's your host, Gary Hill.
3: All right, welcome back. It's the Hello Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Mariners continue to roll. But I feel like I just did this whole thing. It's because I did. This is take two. I know none of you heard take one because take one is gone. I did this whole podcast and my program crashed and I couldn't recover anything. So this is take two of the podcast. <laughs> oh. Well, at least it was a great game. If I'm going to talk about a game twice, I'm glad it was the game that we saw last night as the Mariners, they roll the twins and in convincing fashion, 12 to three, the Mariners beat the Minnesota twins in game one of the series. We have a ton to get to. We're going to talk about the game last night. Lots of highlights, plenty of reaction. Also Felix Hernandez, Mitch Haniger out on rehab assignments. We're going to hear from them. Play-by-play man for the Twins, Corey Provis, is going to visit with us, give us an inside look at Minnesota. Also, Tyler Smith up on the roster. Shannon Dreher, a chance to talk to the Mariners infielder. So a lot coming your way here for the next few minutes, as long as, you know, the recording holds and I don't lose the whole thing. Because, after all, it is 1.15 in the morning, and if it does crap out one more time, I'm not sure if I can do this a third time. So let's just see how it goes. So the offense huge for the M's, 12 runs, 12 hits for the Mariners and the offense has been a huge story for the Mariners. M's now have won 8 of their past 9 ball games. They've outscored their opponents 69 to 25. They're averaging 7.7 runs a ball game in that stretch and their ERA at 2.78. I mean, they have put it all together in this stretch. And really, they're hammering teams early, including last night. Their last nine games, outscoring their opponents 31-7 to in the first three. They're getting the lead early, and they are putting games away early. And that's what we saw last night. In fact, the Mariners jumped out, scored three runs in the first inning on the Twins, thanks to Robinson Cano.
1: The one-two pitch, swing and a drive, deep to right field, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Robbie Cano just pulled one where nobody could catch it except the fan. Robinson Cano with a line drive, three-run home run here in the bottom of the first inning. A 3-0 Mariner lead, number 11 for Robbie Cano. Don't you know, the Mariner's
3: on top in a hurry. They were often running, a uh, three on a uh, three spot on the board, three nothing Mariners leading, and then they'd get a couple more in the third.
2: The one one, Seeger swings, right field, dropping, dropping. It's a base hit. Kepler plays it off the wall. Cano is rounding third and scores. Cruz into third base. Kyle Seeger brings a run in. He stands up at second. It's a one out double.
3: So 5 nothing after three, and then Minnesota would get two in the top of the fourth. But bottom of the fourth, that's when the Mariners put this one away. First seven reach, first seven score, as it was merry-go-round time for the Mariners in the fourth inning.
1: 3-2 pitch to Valencia, swinging a line shot into the gap in left center field. Down extra bases, Zunita will score. Dyson running third, he will score. Heredia to third, being waved in by Manny Acta. The throw in by Buxton, cut off by the shortstop Polanco. No relay home. Three runners are in. Danny Valencia, and its second base, clears the bases with a three-run double.
3: Yeah, and then Kyle Seager would put this one away
1: the 2-1 to Seager. Swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Kepler going back to the one he track to the wall. Goodbye baseball into the bleachers and right field. Kyle Seager with a three-run home run and the Mariners blow this game wide open. His sixth home run of the season.
3: Every Mariner starter except for Dyson got a hit. Dyson did get hit and scored a run. But the offense spread out. Everybody involved. Heredia had two hits. He scored twice. Valencia drives in three. He stays hot. Cano reached four times, scored three times, drove in three runs. Cruz picked up a base hit before he left. We'll hear from the skipper about that in a moment. Seeger drove in four, had the home run. Uh, Motter had a couple of hits. He drove in a run as well, just up and down the lineup. The Mariners roll. Paxton was not as sharp as he was last time out but he still gave the Mariners five gave up three runs and he took the win so he's now five and0 on the season and the Mariners take this game in convincing fashion 12 to three the final they pound out 12 hits along the way and now just one game below 500. they continue to play great baseball at home 18 and 10 at Safeco field so far this year. Here is what the skipper had to say. Very happy, Scott Service, after the game.
4: Big, big night for our offense. Um, great to see. We've got a uh, run a nice little roll right now, and it's um, different guys chipping in. And, you know, Robbie got us going early. A big night for Seeger, uh, the three-run homer and the double, and Valencia great at bat for the bases loaded double there. You know, so and it was, you know, Pacs. Not as sharp as we saw him last time out. Um, you know the long innings kind of affected him um, going back out there, and just really didn't get in a good flow. Um, you know with his stuff, and and you know it happens. You know he's been out there. You know he had one great start last time, but uh, he hung in there. Uh, we really wanted him to get the win. It'd been a shame if he, if he ran out of uh, pitches there at the end. Didn't really want him to go over a hundred tonight, so it ended up okay. But. Uh, you know, and a good job by our bullpen. Uh, the Twins are a scrappy team; they really are. It's a very good offensive team. They put a lot of pressure on tonight. Even though the, the 12 to three, you think you're in great shape, and and we were. But you know, they they continue to scrap. It's going to be a tough series, and and hopefully we can get after them again tomorrow night. You talked about kind of waiting for that that turn when, when things weren't going as well. Is this sort of the stretch you've been you were looking to see? Waiting I certainly for hope so. You know, we it's about as good. It is as good as we've played offensively all year. It's kind of how we thought. You know, the roster was put together and, you know, we're still, you know, Gamble and Heredia and, you know, the other guys, you know, Valencia getting hot at the right time. Zanino starting to swing the bat better along with our core guys is really, you know, we've turned the lineup over. The line is moving and, uh, you know, the walks, big hit and then somebody pops one and, you know, you put big crooked numbers up there, which we're capable of doing.
5: Was Nelly okay? Did you take him out because you could or was –
4: yeah, you know it's the calf thing. Tighten up a lot him a little bit. Um, you know he's going to have look it looked at again tomorrow. Um, yeah, he is. He, he knows his body really well and when to take it easy. and We certainly need him in the lineup, and um, you know that's why we pulled him out tonight. And I'm expecting him to be available tomorrow. I hope he is.
0: Actually,
2: pretty good early. Uh- when you started to see it kind of
4: slide, or was it a little off all night? Uh, a little off all night, I think. Just really, you know, the long innings and, and the command of the fastball. I got behind in some counts. They are very patient. They control the strike zone very well. Um, you got to give them credit. Even though they didn't put up a ton of runs tonight, they certainly had chances, and it'll be a tough tough battle here the next couple nights.
1: And Danny pulls the one foul down the line, and then, and then he goes goes opposite field again. I mean, that kind of show you where he's at right
4: now. Yeah, you know, his quality of at bat's great. I think the, the key pitch, you know, looking at from that, you know, Santiago or the lefty threw a cutter down and in on him. It was the other guy, uh, Rosales or whatever, but Rosario. But he threw the cutter down and in on him, and he fouled and stayed inside of it, which after hitting a home run, you think, okay, now I'm going to really smoke this one, and he didn't. He stayed with a very good approach, and he got a fastball out after that and, and drove it in the gap. So, uh, you know, again, not trying to do too much, understanding the situation, and the, the, having a quality at bat and, and putting a good swing on it instead of trying to hit a grand slam. Um, And he's been in a really, really good spot. And, you know, he's still battling through a little bit of a wrist issue as well. So um, our guys are, you know, feeling good about themselves. They can't wait to get to the ballpark. They can't wait to get in the batter's box right now. And that's where you want them.
5: What did you hear on your rehab guys tonight?
4: Uh, Not a lot. I know Felix uh, ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw there in the second inning over there, but haven't really got much of a report on that one yet.
1: Yeah, the one guy lately is Cano. Kind of kind of nice to get him.
4: Well, he's hit the ball very well. You know, the last series he probably should have had five or six hits in that series. It was very unlucky. Uh, and Robbie will get his. Uh, he's just too good a hitter uh, not to, to have a turn. And, and uh, when you hit it over the fence, they can't catch it. So it's a good thing.
3: And they're just crushing the baseball right now. You go back to that second game in Boston. They were blank two games in a row since then. How about these for hit totals? 16 10 19, 10, 9. That was a loss to Colorado. 11, 16, 11, and 12 last night. And that's just the hits. They're scoring a ton of runs. And this is the best stretch of the season right now for the Mariners. They'll look to continue the roll tonight. We'll talk about that in a second. First, let's hear from Kyle Seeger on what was a very big day. I feel pretty
1: good about things
6: right now. Yeah, you know, we're swinging the best role right now. Um, you know, getting a lot of production top to bottom. It's been, uh, you know, it's been really good. Man, are guys relaxing? I mean, wait it's been a pretty good It goes in waves, you know. It's, it's like anything else, you know. The way the seasons go, you know, you go through waves where, you know, you're really not swinging the best too well, and then, you know, you get the waves like this. It's certainly uh, much more fun when it's like this.
4: Just about every other night, chipping to to see it throughout the lineup all the way through how good
6: is that we have a we have a really good offense we have a really deep team you know you you look top to bottom there's you know there's been a lot of production from top to bottom and yeah, everybody in the lineup is you know has shown what they can do you know offensively and you know it's been um it's a it's a really good feeling you know when you're that deep and you know if a guys having a down day that you know you have other guys that can pick them up Paxton's come in, kinda of giving you guys a shot in the arm, it seems like. He has been. It's been it's been great to see him back. You know, that was something, you know, all the injuries, you know, guys foot in great, you know, but you, you get a guy like Paxton out there. when you got a guy like him, you know, especially For
3: good reason. And the Mariners gave him plenty of run support in this one as the M's win going away. Twelve to three the finale. M's take the first game of the series. And now they'll look to take the series tonight. Giovanni Gallardo will take the ball for the M's in game two of the series. 7-10 first pitch from Safeco Field. El Mejia will take the ball for the Minnesota Twins. So far on the season, he's uh, pitched really well, has passed three ball games in the rotation. So far on the year, he's one and one with a 395 ERA and six starts. But His last three have been good. Last time out against the Angels on the 1st of June, he went six, allowed five hits, just one run, walked a couple, fanned five. Started before that against Tampa, gave up two earned in five innings. Before that against KC, allowed three earned runs in seven innings of work. He's now been stretched out his last three. He's gone 89 pitches, 91 and 84 after just a handful of innings in his first three starts of the season. So another lefty will take to the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Mariners have beaten up a couple of lefty starters in a row, and they love to do the same here in Game 2 of the series. Get a close look at the Minnesota Twins in just a moment. But the other big news from yesterday Felix Fernandez in Tacoma getting the start for the Rainiers. Went two innings, allowed of four hits, five runs earned, two walks, three strikeouts, allowed a lot of grand slam. Here's what he said after his start.
7: "Made it through, how did you feel? i made it through. I was supposed to throw the four. <laughs> I just got two. It feels good man, it's just weird. I mean, timing was off, I mean, couldn't get my rhythm. I feel, feel weird. But, you know, pain-free, is the most important thing. Yes. Yeah, so strength-wise,
5: did you feel strong when you
7: are throwing the baseball? Yeah, it, it feels good, but, you know, I mean, I'm not, like, 100%. Like, you know, mechanic and all that stuff. I was, well, I was all over the place, so it's not good. At
2: the same point, how nice is it just to get back out after
0: you know, waiting
7: and watching and all this stuff going on? Yeah, I man, you know, I'm happy to be back, and I just got one more Sunday, and we'll see how to go, and I think I'm going to be in Texas. Do you think you can in between starts, kind of find the rhythm and mechanics that you want. It's the first time for like, what, a month and a half. I mean, I know what's going to happen. It feels good, I just, you know, I just got to work on my mechanic a little bit more and then something I think will be better.
4: Were there any pitches you felt feeling a little better than other pitches today or just on the show? No, I
7: just, I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel like, you know, like I was on point. I was just, it wasn't feel good.
4: Pitch to uh, Vargas, what was
7: that one? Yeah, it was a fastball up, yeah. You're pretty good.
2: So, you're already saying Texas. I mean, you
8: don't think there's any way
7: that I don't think so there's yeah. any way that I'm, you know, going to hold me back. And just one more Sunday, and then think i be back in Texas. What do you want to see in this next one coming up Sunday? Just feel better. Feel, you know, have a good rhythm and throw more strike. How all my pitches work. And we'll see. What'd you think of the ovation you got here? Pretty big crowd tonight. It's pretty goes. good. I, mean, I like it. It's pretty good. I just want to go back to Seattle. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good.
4: Second time here in two years,
7: I know you've that's, that's been not, kind of like... That's not good. Second time, that's not good. I mean, I just I, mean, I just gotta stay healthy and I feel good, man. Like, hell wife, just gonna go back Sunday and see what happens. Yeah, you've been kind of
4: an Ironman, the course, in your career. It's only
7: two hundred exactly, seasons. Exactly, So that's not me. Two straight years in the DL, that's not good.
1: But It has to feel good though. Just mentally to hear that K K K chant again and be
4: back on the mound and wherever it is,
7: feels good. I mean, it feels good. Not not the results, but it feels good.
4: Remember your first time here as a 19-year-old to where you are now.
7: No, I was throwing cheese back then. <laughs> 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 I remember that. The
4: big league clubs playing
1: pretty well.
7: They're, per- they're playing pretty good. I mean, they often pick up a little bit more and they start pitching a little bit better and it look pretty good. How exciting is that to see what they're doing right now and coming together? Pretty good, man. I'm very excited about this thing. I mean, we got pretty good guys out there, and they're doing their job. Does
8: that success kind of just add to your motivation and just kind of excitement
7: to just get back there? Yeah, man. I want to get back as <laughs> soon as possible. I mean, I just want to be part of that thing. Now they're making a run and I'm trying to help. Do you imagine you need more than one more start with Tacoma? Uh, no, Sunday is the last one, I think. There it is.
3: Felix making his way back. Mitch Hanniger in the lineup as well. He went one for four in the ball game. Here's what he said after the game. The
6: Good. Yeah. I mean, it felt like uh, spring training or just excitement to get back on the field. It's been a while. So nice to get out there.
1: Were you able to uh, not think about the, the, and everything like that when you're out there?
6: Or did you? Yeah. In your mind? Um, the last couple of days hitting kind of really turned the corner. So it stopped, stopped thinking about it. Um, just really trying to make sure it stay loose and yeah. stay warm throughout you know the, in between the innings and leading up to that bats um, but it felt good going
1: forward is that can be a big thing maintenance for that and oh that yeah
6: I mean with any injuries just making sure nothing comes back and staying on top of <laughs> you know the the care before the game and stuff like that so yeah strengthening and
2: timing good
6: yeah um definitely it felt better in the past but it wasn't it wasn't awful um, but yeah nothing alarming I mean it felt felt like I probably should after not you know, being in a bat for six weeks.
3: So, so there it is. Hanegar coming back as well. So great news from Tacoma as the two get closer to a return. So I promised yesterday we'd find someone to go in-depth with the Minnesota Twins and we did. Aaron Goldsmith with their play-by-play man, Corey Provis.
2: Corey, it's always a treat. Glad to have you here in Seattle along with your Minnesota Twins. And I'll tell you what, Corey, looking at the Twins numbers so far this year, this is one of the oddest First place teams that I can think of in baseball: twelve and eighteen at home, so not very good at home. Seventeen and six on the road. Corey, the home run
0: differential for your Twins is minus forty-three on the road, plus twenty-four. What's going on with Minnesota? They're good in the gray jerseys. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. Irvin Santana was asked about that on the last road trip in Baltimore. But why why is the team so good at home and so are so good on the road and, and play so poorly at home? And he said it's the jerseys. It clearly is. <laughs> It's one of those. It's just one of those rare stats you look up, and it's it, many statistical improbabilities. Is kind of what I keep going back to uh, with how it's been playing out so far. But the road has really treated this team awfully well, and nobody's complaining. So
2: Trevor Plouffe, longtime third baseman for the Twins, is now in Oakland. That means that Miguel Sano has a clear path at third base. And not only apparently is he playing a very good third base, he has been one of the most dynamic hitters
0: in the American League. What have you seen so far this year from Sano? He is a beast. And just a beast in every possible way. When Derek Falvey and Thad Levine came over to the Twins um, to, to kind of take over baseball operations, they, they saw that third base was cluttered. There were just too many bodies at third base. And so the non-tender Trevor Plouffe and uh, they gave Miguel the, the ball at third base. The right field experiment early last year, Aaron, was a, was a disaster. That, that, that was not looking good from the get-go. And Miguel didn't like it. He just did it because he's a team guy. He's played a ton of third throughout his professional career. He's a huge, huge man. He's 24 (laughs) years old, but he's so athletic. He's incredibly agile, and he wants that bunt. He wants that slow roller. He's got massive hands. He'll charge that ball, and he'll put plenty on that throw. Now, sometimes it may end up in the upper deck, but he's got a strong, strong arm. He's just a great a great talent to watch, and uh, I'm glad he's garnering some recognition now outside of Twins territory as he's uh, leading all third basemen now in the latest All-Star balloting. So two years
2: ago, the Twins were basically going into Game 161 of the season with a chance to play into a wild card game. Last year, disappointing season for the Twins. So what is it exactly that's brought the Twins back
0: into contention, contention and made them a first place team this year? The the defense. I I look back at last year, and they lost 103 games, and they were dead last in defense. And when you have a pitching staff that's not going to strike out hitters, the ball is going to be put in play more times than not. And when you don't have guys that can catch it, that can field it or throw it, you're going to have problems. So it's still a staff that lacks strikeouts. Uh, the ball's in play often, but they've got, and you won't see it so much tonight with Robbie Grossman in left field, not that he's you know, terrible in the outfield, he's not Eddie Rosario. As this series plays out, you're going to see Rosario in left and, and Buxton in center and Kepler in right. Uh, they cover ground, they've got plenty of accuracy and plenty of strength with their arms, and there was some doubt about the left side of the infield going into the season. Jorge Polanco did not have a great spring defensively, and how would Miguel respond back at third base. There were doubts there, but that group uh, has really stepped up. Dozier solid at second base and all the defense, you know, Buxton and Kepler, they get all the the credit, but Joe Maurer is playing a great first base. And Joe had some bad luck in April offensively. His May was tremendous, had a four-hit game the other day in Anaheim. So Maurer's having kind of a resurgent season himself. Finally, Corey,
2: like we did, you guys enjoyed an off day on a beautiful day in Seattle yesterday. We always like to know what
0: visitors do when they're in town. What would you do with 24 hours of free time in Seattle? I could use 48 hours of free time in Seattle. I, I, I love coming here. I just love the music. I love the scene. I like everything about it. So I, I went with some buddies and uh, we rented a car and we headed east to uh, North Bend and we hiked Rattlesnake Ridge. And we got up there early enough to just kind of soak in the sights and just had an absolute blast. We had lunch out there. Then I went to the Triple Door last night to catch some live music with a buddy. And just, uh, you know, I-, I love the music out here. I think we've discussed this in the past. I'm just a big fan of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, and Allison Chains, that-, that whole Nirvana, that whole great era. Uh, so I got to, you know, sample with that a little bit last night as well. So anytime I come to Seattle, it- it's it's a plus, even more so when you have an off day.
2: The Visitors Bureau appreciates the endorsement, Corey. It's always good to have you in town, man. Thanks for the time, Aaron. Anytime, buddy. Good to see you.
3: And now let's hear from Tyler Smith.
5: Catching up with one of the newest Mariners and Tyler Smith, and with everything that was going on last week, uh, didn't have time to catch up with you and congratulate you on y- your first big hit. What was that day like for you?
8: Uh, it's tough to describe. Um, just it all all kind of happened real real quick. Um, Got to the field, didn't even know if I'd be activated that day. Um, Was happy to hear that I would be. And uh, kind of the way it happened, just getting in the game with not a whole lot of notice and just being thrown out there. And uh, it was the emotions after that hit, I can't even describe. It was just everything I thought it would be. Um, And seeing the the crowd kind of get into it was, was pretty cool. Did
5: you get the ball, and what was it like after the game in the clubhouse?
8: No, it was awesome. I mean, everyone was super, super pumped for me. And, um, yeah, got back to the locker. The ball was there. Lineup cards were there. Um, and that's just going to be awesome to, to keep it, keep it the house, um, have that memory uh, forever.
5: What did it do for you to have? You had a good amount of time in spring training with the big league club this year and a good amount of playing experience as well.
8: Yeah, that that definitely helped. Definitely helped. And with those guys being gone for the classic, um, got to start a lot of games. Got to be around all these guys for a long time, uh, and I think that made it made it a lot easier coming into the clubhouse and, and just feeling comfortable right away. And, and I think that that helped just that with that comfort level, uh, even in that first at bat.
5: Who are guys you like to talk to about kind of things that happen up here?
8: Uh, Kyle Seeger. I mean, he's 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 been the guy um, for me for sure just made you know make me feel comfortable joking with me and whatnot um and that's that started ever since i first was coming up to games four years ago in spring training as as a backup and and uh you know he's he's made me feel comfortable from day one
5: right your path kind of to the mariners you grew up in california what got you into baseball
8: oh well i've been playing my whole life my my dad was a a player at small college baseball um and got me got me playing real early was my coach growing up, um, could play year-round in California, which was nice, so played travel ball and whole nine and, and started playing in high school got, and got a scholarship to, to Oregon State.
5: Why Oregon State? Why did you choose that?
8: I wasn't recruited very much out of, out of high school. I was always a small, smaller kid, um, didn't have all the, the raw skills, um, just, just worked hard and, and luckily Kind of, I was in Arizona for a for a tournament. Oregon State was there. Happened to see me play two really good games, and uh, they kind of followed me from there, and then offered me a scholarship. Didn't have any other offers on the table, wow. and uh, and they were coming off two national championships, so it, it was it just worked out perfectly.
5: <laughs> what did you think you were gonna do if you didn't? I mean, was did you think that this was an option for you?
8: Uh, not at, not at that time. I'll be completely honest with you. Wow. I was uh, I was never that that kid who was you know, highly recruited, never, the draft wasn't even an option out of high school, Um, and was just hoping, honestly, I wanted to play D1, but I was, at that time, I was honestly uh, thinking about D2 or even junior college, and it just, it it worked out perfectly, like I said.
5: Three or four years later, you're in the College World Series, and draft day comes up. What was that week like for you? Oh,
8: yeah, that was awesome. I think we were about to start our super regional, like um, the day I got drafted, uh, that was the crazy experience. Another thing that I wasn't sure about. I was a senior sign. Um, coming off a great year, my junior year, and didn't get drafted that year. I was super bummed and kind of questioning my future once again and uh, to hear that, hear my name called in the draft was, was awesome
5: and now it's kind of that time of year again and and you're surrounded there oregon state people all over the place you got another one on up right now and there have been some that you've come through the minors with uh what is it about that program
8: oh i think it starts with i think it starts with the coaches um just learn so much from them not not just about baseball but uh off the field stuff as well i mean those guys are great mentors still keep in touch with them and uh yeah whatever it is i mean we love drafting those guys too and and um it's it's awesome to be around my uh, my former teammates and guys I didn't didn't even play with just around the program. It's 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 really cool. All
5: right, got to be a lot of OSU pride right now going in that clubhouse. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well,
8: hopefully we're gonna be watching them in the World Series soon.
5: Tyler, thank you. Thank you. See you later.